It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, faithful 49ers web zone, no huddle podcast now partnered with Odyssey. I'm Al Sacco. He's Brian Rennick. And Brian, before we get into any football, I want to say congratulations to Aaron Judge. We're recording this yes. on a Wednesday night. He just hit his 61st home run. Current New York Yankee. Hopefully <laughs> never future San Francisco. <laughs> Hopefully always current New York Yankee, Aaron Judge. It's cool feet. Um you know, listen, the steroid era happened. People can have whatever judgments they want to on anything. I will say this in terms of the best baseball seasons I've seen. When Bonds had 73, Sosa had, Sosa had 64. So that's a nine home run difference. Mm-hmm. Judges certainly got 61. And Kyle Schwarber, I think, is behind him. And he's got 42. That's 19. So in terms of yeah. errors, this this is arguably the most impressive offensive season ba- based on that. It's been it's been cool to watch as a Yankee fan. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it it feels like it feels like home runs are are kind of down across the league, and so to see someone do something like this, uh, you know, especially when they well introduced a baseball or or at least humidors at every park, which was supposed to you know, deaden the ball a little bit. And it seems like it has. And, and here we go with, uh, with the kid from Northern California. Uh, so that's, that's two, that's two for Northern California, uh, two, two home run champs, if you will. So, you guys, can, you guys yeah. can claim part of them, I guess, part of them. That's so. right. Big, big time, uh, big time accomplishment from, from Aaron. You know, you know I'm hoping what else you get is, another one. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. A few more. So, you know, what else is down scoring wise? And I saw this today or maybe the other day, do you know in the NFL, there's only 12 teams that have more than four touchdown passes that have five? I saw, you tweet that, I saw you tweet that out earlier. That, like, I felt yeah. like scoring was down, but I didn't think, like, that's crazy. Crazy. And the Niners only have two, and I think there's five other teams that only have two. But it's yeah. pretty, it's, 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 and I know now without, you know, the pre, there's less preseason games, and I feel like teams are kind of sitting their starters more than they have in the past. Like, some yeah. teams didn't play starters hardly at all. Um, and maybe it's just taking teams longer and longer to get going now. And as soon as we get into October, scoring is going to be up again. But it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs only score 24 points. You have a Packers Bucks game 14 to 12. The Niners 11 to 10. You know, these games are, have been low scoring. And I like a low scoring defensive game, but it's good yeah. to see some fireworks too. You know, it's, it's interesting too, because we're talking about a sport in the NFL, which ever, literally every game matters in terms of playoffs in in the future right Mm -hmm. and you know the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs could be one loss and and i know that that that, that's the case with with every sport but when you when you've got a sport like baseball with 162 and you've got a sport like basketball with 82 and then you've got a sport like the nfl with 17 it's just 17 games the fact that for whatever reason, and, and I imagine it's because of the, the collective bargaining agreement and players trying their best to preserve their bodies and, and so less practice time and now less preseason. The fact that teams treat like the first four games of the season now almost as preseason is kind of, it, it's interesting to me because again, if you go one and three in the first four games because you're trying to work out all the kinks, uh, you, you might miss the playoffs, right? And and that's that's where we are right now, right? As 49er fans, our team is one and two. Going into a game against the defending Super Bowl champions, if they lose this game, they're going to be one and three. 
It's a huge game. That's a, that's it's huge a huge game, 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 right? Yeah. And so it, it is. I I agree with you. It, it's offense is down across the league, and I think it, it's because of that. Now, you know, it, the NFL is crazy because last week I was I was like, there's zero chance that the Colts have any shot at beating the Chiefs, and here we are with the Colts having beaten the Chiefs after getting boat raced uh, and and shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, by the way, looked pretty awesome on Sunday yeah, against the Chargers for as real. well, um, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm a little bummed about because that, that, that's a Trent Baalke, uh feather, right? And Trent Baalke doesn't need any feathers. Give him time. But, He'll screw it up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Unless the quarterback's good enough where it doesn't matter, but which is a possibility. But, yeah, if not, yeah. I'm sure he'll. There'll be an AJ Jenkins in the in the mix somewhere there. So yes, yes. So we'll we'll see. But but yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting trend, right? And and it's it's worth monitoring, at least in my opinion. Definitely, and this game, yeah, it's it's so huge for the Niners, and we'll, we'll preview it a, in, in a little bit. But with the Niners, there's always drama, right? And that's what it kind of kind of in a sick way just love that about this team, right? Not because we do content. It makes everything interesting all the time, but it's like it it's does just, make it easier, like, dude. It's like a soap <laughs> opera, man. They're reality TV, yeah, and it does make it easier. Like I feel like you were never ever strapped for things to talk about, and and even this week, and there's things. Sometimes things will happen, Brian, and I'm like, do I even want to address it? But yeah. people are talking about it, so what the hell? The lip reading thing that I'm sure, sure Twitter, where there's the clip of Jimmy where it looks like he says. Oh, what, your what was plays like, play suck, stock man. or something like that. And nobody knows what he said. And let, let me say this. He is not, if he did say that he is far from the only football player to get pissed about a play sure. call or I mean, sure. it probably happens weekly. Right. I mean, you've seen Antonio Brown take his uniform off and run off the field. This is nothing. I think it's a complete nothing burger, but it's interesting in, in, in the sense to talk about, is there going to be at some point if losses pile up or just whatever, some kind of a Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo rift. And that's not to start drama. That is the people who would say like, Oh, he's a professional. He didn't care that they replaced him. And uh, they tried to get rid of him. Jimmy is a professional football player who took a team to a Super Bowl. I'm sure he has a lot of pride. Sure. I'm sure he's been a, you know, he's been a successful athlete his whole life. He did. Nobody would brush that off. There's gotta be, a, even if it's a small chip, there has to be a chip on that shoulder. So I'm sure, you know, Jimmy had a really rough game and we talked about it ad nauseum in our last show, but there's gotta be something there where he's, you know, I'm sure he wants to shove the ball up everybody's ass. I'm, I'm sure he does. And I'm sure last week three did not sit well with him. So I don't know if there's anything to what he said. And like I said, I'm sure a lot of people say that, but you do have to wonder at some point, they got to start getting some wins because if the pressure mounts, you know, maybe it will turn into more of a soap opera. I don't know. Yeah. I, I always bristle at this idea of, Oh, they're a professional. You know, everybody's a professional, right? But everybody's also a human being. And, and to, to, to say this guy's a professional is to completely discount the human side of mm-hmm. being a, a human being. Like, Think about in your job, right? Listeners, viewers right now, think about it, your job, right? If you were at your job and your boss actively tried to replace you for three years and then also brought in a guy and was like, hey, by the way, this is the guy or the girl that's going to replace you. So mm-hmm. just and what I would like you to do is help him uh, get ready to replace you. Right. 
Think about that situation for a moment. Put yourself in that situation, regardless of context. I don't think that's going to sit well with you. And I'm fairly certain that didn't sit well with Jimmy Garoppolo. And so it, it seems like it would just be natural for there to be a rift, right? Regardless, this is the guy that has tried to replace him since the end of the Super Bowl. There was the flirtation with Tom Brady. There was then the following offseason, the flirtation with Matthew Stafford, the flirtation with Deshaun Watson, and then eventually the drafting of Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. And then there was the giving of the QB1 title to Trey Lance after last season, in which you took the team to the NFC Championship game. I don't care how professional you are. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be upset. And now, all of a sudden, that kid who you're not mad at, I don't think he's mad at Trey. Trey didn't yeah, really mad to him, right? Right, right? But that kid gets injured, and now the guy that, that replaced you is going, hey, by the way, hey, um, could you – could you come back and 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 do that job again that that I had you do that I didn't want you to do anymore? Could you do that again for me? And not only that, but could you do that at a high level? For sure, I'm certain that there's that there is a rift. It doesn't mean that it's going to negatively affect the team, but I, I feel like it's just natural, right? It's just natural, regardless of how professional he is. And so, Al, I want to ask you a question about Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. and this entire situation. I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday. Uh, we were uh, lamenting that game and, and we were talking about about Jimmy and, and kind of where do we go from here? And uh, I think we had talked about, uh, at least on this show, we had said something along the lines of Jimmy Garoppolo has nothing to lose this season and he's playing for a new contract and he's auditioning for new teams, right? Mm. Is that enough for him to overcome what I would have to assume is a lack of caring for what happens to this team this year. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is bought in to the 49ers and the 49ers season after what he's been through since the end of the Super Bowl? Well, yeah. And one thing you did a good recap, but one thing you you didn't mention is that even in, in training camp, they just, Hey, here, go practice on this field over there. Right. You don't Please get like, away from us. Did you ever see office space? The movie office yeah, space. For they, sure. They, what was it? Milton where they put him in the basement. Yeah. Put him in the stapler. basement. That's what they yeah. did. Like that's what hey, you go in the basement and we're going to take your stapler. Yeah. And like, are you going to burn the place down? Now? Exactly. So, exactly. I think the way that I look at it is if he was playing for Kyle Shanahan and was on the field with Kyle Shanahan, there may be some of that you know, FU stuff going on, but I don't, he's there. He's still going to be there for his teammates. I think, I think there's a good relationship there with a lot of his teammates. He has some close friends that he apparently doesn't text back. No, I'm kidding. But he has some close <laughs> friends on there, um, you know, with use Chuck and Kittle and guys like that. And he's gone to battle with those guys and those guys have gone to battle with him. I, I don't think there's going to be any of that because of, because of his teammates. I, I don't see it that way. Um, the only thing I can see if things start to blow up is if, what happened last week continues. And what I mean by that is, you know, open receivers and him just playing God awful and the defense out there, you know, every possession, just blood, sweat and tears and and until they can't give any more. And, you know, they give up a, a drive at the end. Then you maybe can see a rift, but I don't think Jimmy's going to play that bad 
again. Maybe maybe he's still going to be rusty for a week or two. I think he'll get better, but I still think he's going to be Jimmy. I still think the frustrations are going to be there. I still think he's not going to push the ball downfield. I still think he's going to throw the stupid interception. Um, I was watching the film of the pick that he threw, and I put this on Twitter too, a picture of it. If you see it and you see the three Bronco defenders mm-hmm. just cradled around Debo, mm-hmm. it was first and 10, Brian, on, on right. their own 48. They were about to get a game-winning field goal. It was first down. It's not like it's fourth down and they were forcing the ball. It's first right. down. Throw the ball away. Take a take a yeah. sack. Without you, you cannot turn it over there. Exactly. So the worst the worst decision possible. But no, I I just think it was partially rust. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think he's going to mentally check out on his teammates. No, I, I would be shocked shocked if that happened. Here's here's what I don't understand. Jimmy Garoppolo played damn near the whole game against the Seahawks. Right, he came in midway through the first quarter. And looked great and came to the presser and was like, you know what? It's like riding a bike, right? Like I, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. It's like riding mm-hmm. a bike. And then he goes out and lays that turd at in mile high, right? Sorry. I figured it out. It's empire field at mile high. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll never Whatever. remember that. Yeah. Whatever. Right. And then he comes to the podium and he's like, listen, like, I don't want to make excuses, but I haven't played with these guys, blah, 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 blah. Right. So you went from riding a bike to what happened on Sunday. And I got to what I mean, what is the difference? I mean, is the difference still that he went out there on against the Seahawks and played loose? And now that he's QB one, he's not playing loose. Does that have something to do with him or does that have something to do with Kyle Shanahan. That's a, and I think that's a valid question. You know, I I've often thought of Kyle Shanahan and the way that he treats his quarterback. It's like Kyle Shanahan plays Madden on the mm-hmm. sideline and he wants the quarterback to do exactly what Kyle Shanahan would do. Right. And when he doesn't, he gets mad. And I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo plays his best when he's being micromanaged that way. Now I don't want, I'm not trying to lay all the blame on Kyle Shanahan Kyle Shanahan is the one that calls the plays. Jimmy Garoppolo has to execute them. Mm-hmm. But is he in Jimmy's ear going like, hey, remember, first read here, throw it, boom, it's going to be open. You know, I, I, I've i heard him on the sidelines say things like that, you know, when he's mic'd up and things. Mm-hmm. So is that really the difference? Is that against the Seahawks, he wasn't doing that because he had this entire game plan for Trey. And so both of them just had to wing it, possibly, but that offense looked a lot better when they were both winging it than it did when they had a week to game plan for now an obviously better defense than the Seattle Seahawks. But still, that offensive performance, none of it, none of it looked good. And we have a comment here that says Jimmy G can't see uh, any open wide receivers last game. Uh, I I agree. I mean, there's plenty of, of film out there that shows, right? That shows yeah, plenty of missed people. yards, plenty of missed touchdowns. You know, agreed. He does. But he wasn't against the Seahawks. So, again, it's just it's such a weird disconnect for me between that game and the Denver game. Because, like I said, he played the majority of the game against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I don't know. I don't think that he would quit on on his teammates like you said especially because he has a great relationship with a lot of them especially in the offensive side of the ball but i will say like you did richard sherman had kj Wright on his podcast last week 
and they were teammates in Seattle, part of the Legion of Boom defense, right? And they talked about essentially why they don't like Russell Wilson. And what they what they said was Russell Wilson got more of the credit than they did when in reality it was really was that defense that that led that team to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And Pete Carroll treated Russell Wilson differently than he did the rest of the team. Right? Very similar to Kyle Shanahan, not essentially not putting any accountability on Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, defending him, right? Blaming the the fumble on Jake Brendel and and just essentially not calling out his quarterback for for really bad play. Called himself out, which I thought was great and was yeah. and was growth on his part. But like you said, if the defense continues to put performances on the field like they have the past three weeks and they're not winning the majority of those games, ah, that defense is bound to start to get a little chippy, if you will, with, with the offense and with, and with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I got to throw the stat out at you. Um, I'm crazy. Like, I don't know what most people think about inside their head. I'm constantly thinking about like football, like when I'm just sitting there driving or something, I'm thinking about random things. And one thing I thought about was because there's all these turnovers with Jimmy and I wanted to go back and look at Kyle. He's been coaching for a really long time and see Mm -hmm. if there's, you know, a pattern there. So now in this is his sixth year with the team, and this is, what, 84 regular season games for him. The Niners have thrown 81 interceptions. In Kyle Shanahan's career as an OC and head coach, he's played 228 regular season games. His quarterbacks have thrown 228 interceptions. So basically an interception a game. Wow. You know, the best years were Matt Ryan in 2016. He only threw seven. MVP Matt Ryan. And that seemed like a year where – a quarterback had sort of mastered his offense mm-hmm. in 2012 with RG three with eight, where he didn't throw a lot. And that was one of Kyle's other really right. good offensive years. So that's really interesting. Is it just the offense because they throw a lot in the middle of the field? Is it because Kyle's offense is complicated? Is it? Yeah. Quarterbacks are trying to play like a robot. I don't know, but it's, it's a trend. It's a trend. I, and again, that, that doesn't make him, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, because sure. of that, but, it, but it is a trend that in this offense, quarterbacks turn the ball over it's a fact over 14 years it is but i I, here's my one counter to that or or at least my thought on why that might be the case outside of matt ryan kyle shannon really hasn't had very good quarterbacks true and i think that's part of it and i think that's part of it now who's choosing the quarterbacks Kyle Shanahan. So right. there is there is some culpability there on on his part because he's mm-hmm. the one that's choosing them, right? He's the one that brought Brian Hoyer here. He's the one that brought C.J. Beathard here, right? Rich Gangarella was the one that 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 really caped for for Nick Mullins and and got Nick Mullins here, but he was still the one that kept Nick Mullins, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the one that chose Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the one that chose Trey Lance. And now he's the one that chose Brock Purdy. So it, I want—I have to wonder if if he had a more talented quarterback in the vein of Matt Ryan, right? Because he only had Matt Ryan for two seasons. Right. He had him the first season and they were okay. And, it, and Matt Ryan was getting used to the offense. And then he, and then because Matt Ryan is, is a borderline hall of fame quarterback, he mastered that offense by year two and just, like gangbusters, right? Mm-hmm. So perhaps, and this is why Trey Lance is so exciting because it's like Kyle Shanahan really has had one good quarterback in all of the years that he has 
that he has coordinated an offense. And, and I guess you could say rookie year RG3 because he was rookie of the year and he, and he did. He played really well. well there. But that wasn't also that wasn't the Kyle Shanahan offense. That was Kyle Shanahan adapting the Baylor offense to the NFL for RG3 to run. Mm-hmm. So when Kyle Shanahan is running his offense, he's had one uh, elite level quarterback, and that's Matt Ryan. And then you can you saw what happened. Now, granted, they also had Julio Jones, which helps, right? You, right. Any any team with Julio, prime Julio Jones is probably going to be pretty good throwing the ball. But I, I I have to think it's it's more quarterback play because he does dial up a lot of plays that are going to go to the middle of the field where you tend to have more interceptions, right? Tipped balls, um, sure. you know, just more traffic. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do think that's what it is. And, and I would just love to see him with a talented quarterback, a more talented quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Jimmy Garoppolo is, I, I got in a, I got in an argument with a guy on Twitter today and that was my bad. I probably shouldn't have done that, but I called Jimmy Garoppolo mediocre at best. And th- he vehemently disagreed, but I mean, mediocre is average, right? That's what it means. So that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He has, he has one elite trait and that's his, his quick release. And outside of that, not a whole lot. That's elite about him. That's where Trey Lance comes in. Trey Lance has elite arm strength. He has, you know, elite athleticism, not, not necessarily Lamar Jackson athleticism, but still elite athleticism and uh decent, which can get better deep accuracy, right? Which yeah. again, we know Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't. So I would love to see that. I, I would love to see Kyle Shanahan and an offense in, in San Francisco with a better quarterback. And hopefully that's what we see next year in year three with Trey Lance. But man, it's, it, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where we go from here, Al. I don't like I keep thinking about this game on Monday and and we'll we'll get to it here in a second, but I I can't I'm I can't figure out a way for this offense to get to like 20 points right now. And that's that's pretty depressing. Yeah, and I, I want to say one thing and this is going to be in defense of Kyle and maybe in a detriment to Jimmy. So we we talked about the quarterbacks and that Kyle hasn't had really only Really good quarterback he's had is Matt Ryan. Another thing he hasn't had is a quarterback in his system for a period of time. Sure. So if you look back to where he was, he was in Houston for two years. So he had Matt Schaub for two years, who did probably have his two best years under Kyle. Then in Washington, he was there for four years, and you were Rex Grossman, whatever was left of Donovan McNabb, RG3. He had Kirk Cousins for a few games. Um, but it was kind of all over the place, right, for those four mm-hmm. years. He was mm-hmm. a Cleaver for one year, which was Hoyer and Manziel for a couple of years. Yeah. Atlanta for two in the second year, we saw peak Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And he's been for the Niners now. This is his sixth year. Now, there hasn't really been an answer at quarterback because Jimmy's been hurt a lot, but Jimmy has been in the system for a really long time. So that's more of a detriment to Jimmy, I think, than Kyle, yeah. that Jimmy is not mastering this offense. Mm-hmm. Is he functioning in it? I, I guess. I guess he's functioning enough, but he's not mastering it. And he hasn't taken – maybe he'll never be Matt Ryan, but he hasn't taken a jump to – a jump, whatever his peak mm-hmm. is, he hasn't mm-hmm. taken that jump. He's kind of just been the same dude. So yeah. now that I'm thinking about that, that's actually a really good way to look at it. He's the first quarterback Kyle's really had for a long time, and he has hit a plateau. And whether that's Jimmy's fault or Kyle's fault or, or a little bit in between, whatever it is, Jimmy has not taken that next step. Like Matt Ryan did in just year two, Jimmy's in year five, five well, year six, really, right? And he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to count. 
And not only that, but he had a full season with Mike Shanahan and as his personal tutor to get him up to speed uh, on the offense when he was recovering from his knee injury, right? He right. quite literally had one-on-ones often with Mike Shanahan to just digest this offense. And I ha- here's, here's the frustrating part about the Jimmy Garoppolo experience is watching film or even watching the game and going, there he is, right? And pointing out the guy that's wide the hell open and Jimmy is nowhere near looking at that guy, right? And Kyle Shanahan's offense is is predicated on high low concepts, right? His passing offense. Mm-hmm. There's all there's levels to it, right? There's going to be the shallow, the mid, and the deep, right? He's he's got all of that in in almost every pass play, and more often than not, that deep route is tends to get open. And now part of that I think is defenses just not respecting Jimmy Garoppolo and not even worrying about him throwing deep because he just doesn't there isn't there isn't that there there isn't enough on film for them to think hey we got to worry about that and so you saw it against Denver right Denver stacked the box crowded the middle of the field and then their safeties jumped on every intermediate route and and let the the deep routes go right which is why Debo Samuel runs open. That's why Brandon Ayuk runs open. It's why, and you see them, and 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 Jimmy's already off of that. He's already off it and moving. And so my question is, is part of why Jimmy Garoppolo, is part of why he hasn't progressed and, and gotten better in this offense is just because he doesn't have the processing uh, ability necessary to? That's one of the strengths of Trey Lance. Yep. That's one of his strengths, right? Is his football mind, his football IQ, his processing speed. Steve Young called him an elite processor, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to trust Steve Young's opinion, right? I, I, I feel like he's earned that, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think that's part of the issue. And so if he can't process at the speed and, and, and that he needs to in this offense, then he is going to plateau. Because all he's ever going to be able to do is hit those checkdowns and those intermediates when they do come open. And if they're not, then he's just hitting checkdowns and we're getting, you know, three, four, five yards in the passing game when you could be getting chunk plays, which is what I think Kyle Shanahan wants, right? That's why he drafted Trey Lance. He Mm -hmm. wants those chunk plays. And so I think that is, again, part of the issue for, for Garoppolo in this offense. Yeah, and, and and that's just it. Maybe Jimmy just doesn't mentally have it. You know, we talk about his physical limitations, but maybe he just mentally doesn't process well, you, you know, or maybe he can just process, you know, certain aspects of it. Like maybe maybe he's just plateaued. Like that's just it. He's his peak. That's it. It is yeah. what it is. So, um, but that's, you know, that's really interesting. Kyle hasn't had a chance to really develop for a long period of time. It could be other than Garoppolo. Right. So, Lance is going to be, you would think you would hope his, his next chance to do that. So we'll see, we'll see, man, Brian, we we're going to, how many things that we have on our agenda today? And we, we've, we've got through one of we've them. Got, <laughs> we've got two more, right? We've got two more. So before we get to those, before we get to those two, uh, support for the no huddle podcast is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. 
Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code NOHUDDLE at manscaped.com. The Manscaped Performance Package comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, which is the precision tool for your family jewels. It also comes with the Weed Whacker, which is a nose and ear hair trimmer. And if you're getting up there in age, and I, I, I am as well, I've had, to, I've had to trim those nose hairs quite a bit. Uh, it also comes with uh, a pair of very comfortable boxer briefs and a T-shirt uh, that talks about balls, right? Who doesn't want one of those? So again, 20% off at Manscaped with promo code NOHUDDLE at checkout. All right, Brian. Another thing we wanted to get to before we preview the game is, does this team miss Mike McDaniel? The, a coach who's been with Kyle Shanahan for 20 years. Every stop, everywhere yeah. that he's called plays, Mike McDaniel has been there with him. An intrigual part of his coaching staff who had a lot to do with the run design. Mm-hmm. We see what he's doing right now in, in Miami. And look, Miami mm-hmm. could maybe be one and two. We'll see how good they really are, but still. Sure. There's been some it, it, there's excitement there, and he's he's done a good there job is. there, and he's made a quarterback to a better than people thought he would be mm-hmm. so far. And mm-hmm. you know now Kyle's relying on, on newer guys like Clay Clay, Clay Kubiak. Um, yeah, or, or well, the run game coordinator now is Chris uh, Chris Furster, who's the the offensive line coach. He is he has that official run game coordinator title. Yeah, but you know who else? Lynn is and, there too, helping out too as well. So he's got new new guys around him. Yeah, and and also you know when it comes to the running game and running backs in general, uh, Bobby Turner isn't there this year, right? right. And Another and Anthony point. Lynn is, and and yeah. Anthony Lynn is a Shanahan guy. He played for Mike Shanahan in Denver. He coached with Mike Shanahan. He, I was actually really thrilled when they made that that hire, but the the running game has has not gotten off to a good mm-hmm. start at all, at all. And it, you could you could attribute that to Elijah Mitchell's injury, but even still, there's there's talent in that room. Um, it should be better, and and it's not. And so, I don't know. It's hard. Like I said, you know, and you mentioned it. He's been with Kyle Shanahan. At every stop, this is the first time we've seen Kyle Shanahan coordinate an offense without Mike McDaniel. Yep. And through three games, it's looked really bad. Not even kind of good, really bad. And the offense in Miami has actually looked really good. Yeah. And the other thing that I think McDaniel has that, that Kyle Shanahan doesn't is a little bit more of aggressive nature, which I like and I like seeing, right? He's going for it more and he's, he's calling more aggressive plays. I, I would like to see Kyle Shanahan get more aggressive. I yeah, think he's way too, way too passive and way too reserved. And oftentimes, especially when he gets a lead, he's playing not to lose and, and, We've seen what happens when that when, when he plays that way, and he's they done. Lose. And yeah, yeah, he's he's done that pretty much his whole time here. You know, and Debo Samuel credited Mike McDaniel sort of with his career, right? Mm-hmm. He, he did a lot for him, and now you're seeing Debo. These runs aren't really working, and I saw. I think it was Guy Haberman. I want to mm-hmm. give him credit who said last year they had the curveball with with Debo, mm-hmm. and now everybody knows they could sit on that curveball. I'm paraphrasing what he said. Yeah, 
this year they were going to have a slide, you know, he, he, they put in the slider, which was Lance and Debo and they could do different mm-hmm. things. And now that's not there anymore. So he's got to mm-hmm. kind of go back. Jimmy doesn't obviously give that 11 on 11 football threat. Cause he's not running anywhere. Unless it's a QB sneak. So now that oh, that's, he is elite at those, he is really good at those. Yeah. yeah I'll give him credit at that. He's a really good yeah. QB sneaker. Um, but now you have Debo's, these runs aren't working. So is Kyle going to go back in the lab and try to figure something else out? Another thing you have is Brian. He has to, to, right. Brian Greasy, who they pulled out of, you know, the announcers booth, the booth coach, you know, well, time will tell. I'm not going to knock Brian Greasy yet. We don't, we don't know. We don't know yet, but you know, there's all these new coaches around. Um, That may be part of it where they're feeling each other out. That could definitely have something to do with it. But yeah, something's not right right now something isn't clicking right and it could still look we just talked about it's not clicking around the league so right maybe in three weeks we're like hey remember when we thought that we were worried about this offense they're putting up 28 points a game now could happen could absolutely happen you know we'll have to wait and see but also brian the rams offense is also struggling as we get into looking into this game you know you know i was actually kind of surprised when i was looking at some of this stuff i mean stafford's throwing five interceptions they've turned the ball over yeah, they turn the ball over seven times as an offense mm-hmm. right now. They're not running the ball at all. Cam Akers has had a tough time coming back, just 3.5 yards per carry. Uh, Daryl Henderson's at 4.1 yards per carry. And even just in terms of them throwing the ball, Allen Robinson has done nothing. Seven uh, my catches. Fantasy, my fantasy teams are aware. <laughs> right? And he was yeah. supposed to be like, oh, he's going to come in with an Odell role and everything else. Yeah. Um, ben Skoranek has been there second best wide receiver. Tyler Higby is yeah. the second best receiver in terms of receptions and mm-hmm. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, obviously. Um, but they've, you know, they've struggled offensively and they've struggled in the second half of games as well. So this is another team that needs a win, mm-hmm. but a team that I think the Niners can go in there. And I think that defense can really kind of punch him in the mouth. And we've seen Stafford get shook as it is with this Niners D. So yeah. I think as bad as it was in week three, Mm-hmm. This game can go either way because the Rams are not clicking on all cylinders at all right now. Yeah, the the Rams offense hasn't been impressive uh, in terms of, of rankings. They're in the 20s, just like the, the 49ers are. Like you said, Matthew Stafford has thrown four, t- four touchdowns to five interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the team has scored seven touchdowns on the season. Cooper Cup has four of them, three receiving and one rushing. Um, and like you said, their, their run game has not has not materialized at all. Mm-mm. And so you know that game Sunday night looked like a game between the 4th and 5th ranked defenses by DVOA, right? It was a defensive yep. struggle. And I have to look at this game and think this game is going to look very similar. I think the first team to 20 wins if a team gets to 20. Um I think 20 is is like the for me, if either of these offenses against the de- the opposing defense get to 20, that's going to be an impressive, uh, impressive performance to me. The Rams yeah. put up 20 against the Cardinals. The Cardinals defense, nowhere near what the 49ers are putting on the field. Yeah. And Cardinals so, can. yeah. And so I, I have to think that, that they're going to, they're going to force at least one Matthew Stafford interception. And part of that is going to be, their pass rush is going to get home because the Rams offensive line is not great right now either. But granted the 49ers are now without Trent Williams for 
they say four to six. I would imagine it's more like six to eight with a high ankle sprain for a 300 plus pound individual whose best attribute is his mobility. I, I, I hope that they don't try and rush him back, but I, I look at, see, here's the problem though. I look at, I look at the Rams defense and it's, it's good. You know, Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. And when you have two of the best players at, in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball or Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, who is arguably the best player in the NFL period, your, your defense is going to be good. And Aaron, Dar- Aaron Donald uh, last week got his 100th sack. He was, he's the quickest player in NFL history to get to a hundred sacks at, I, I believe it's at the defensive tackle position. Um, I don't think that is including edge players, but I'm not positive. Um, but I look at I look at this 49ers offense and I think about Colton McKivitz playing left tackle, Mike McGlinchey playing right tackle, uh, Spencer Burford, who had a, a pretty bad game against the Broncos, and Aaron Banks, who has been really good this this year. Uh, Brunskill is practicing this week. He could be back, but is that going to be at center or is that going to be at right guard? We don't know yet. I just don't see how th- where this team is going to generate offense. I just don't. I I don't know. The Rams know how to defend this offense with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. They showed how in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, granted, the 49ers had a lead. So let's not forget that. But when it came down to crunch time, what did they do? Well, they did exactly what the Broncos did. They crowded the box. They... Uh, they crowded the middle of the field and they dared Jimmy Garoppolo to beat them outside or deep. And he didn't, or he couldn't, or however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine that we're going to see a lot of the same. So where, where are they going to generate offense? Right. They're not, they're not fast to the edges right now because they don't have Elijah Mitchell mm-hmm. and they're not effective running the ball inside the tackles. And and do you really want to run the ball at Aaron Donald? I don't. And I don't right. think I don't think Kyle Shanahan does. And so again, where where is where are the 49ers going to find offense? That is that is what that is what I cannot figure out right now. And so I I we recorded on Monday. I also recorded later that night with my buddy Tim on our, our Denim Dungeon podcast. And and we tried to predict the score. And uh I said twenty to 17 San Francisco. But the more I'm thinking about it, I don't know how, how, how San Francisco can get to 20. Tim, Tim predicted 21, 13 uh, LA. And I was like, there's no way this LA offense puts up 21 on the Rams. And he said, Oh, part of that 21 is a pick six. It's like, Oh, (laughs) well, that makes more sense. Right. So that's the thing that I, that I can't figure out right now. And, and, I, I this game could be like 13 to 10, to be perfectly honest, based on how both offenses are performing right now. The 49ers have the better defense, but as it stands right now, the Rams have a slightly better offense because they have the better quarterback and they have Cooper Cup. So what, I, what will be interesting to me is how does D'Amico Ryans handle Cooper Cup? He has the secondary now where he could theoretically – just mm-hmm. shadow him with Mooney Ward if he wanted to, right? Um, Traverius Ward could just just like the Rams do with Jalen Ramsey, just be like, "Hey, you're you're on that guy, 
right? No matter where he's at, you're on that guy. I think they could, but it'll be interesting to see where it's at. Here's the one thing, though, that that gives me a, a silver lining, if you will, a little bit of hope. Uh, under Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers are 9-1 and one after a loss. There's only been one time where they have lost back-to-back games with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. Technically, That's cool. Two, technically, two, the Super Bowl to week one. The sure the Super Bowl week one yeah but in the regular season that that's that was regular season nine and one in the regular season after a loss with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback so you know they have an extra day to figure it out right they're playing Monday night so I do have faith in Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo can't play worse than he did Sunday so there's good news there. Um, but like I said, I just don't know where, where, where they're going to generate offense. Where, where do you see them? So, well, I'm looking at it this way because where I see them generating offense is Debo Kittle Ayuk. I don't understand how you can't generate offense, but I'm looking back to last year, Monday night on last year, the Niners came into this Rams game. They were three and five. The season were down bad. Yeah. Ending. They had scored 10 points against the Cardinals, 18 points against the Colts in the rain. Mm-hmm. 33 against the Bears, but that game was a slog. The, yeah. You know, you had the long Debo run. That wasn't like they went in and lit it up for 33. 17 against the Cardinals and one of the ugliest performances I can remember when we were like, the season's over. Mm-hmm. You know, the the sky was falling. And then they played the Rams on a Monday night, and they went 31-10 out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that sort of Literally started, out of nowhere. Out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And that started... The trend now. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to win thirty-one to ten again. You look at the last two times these this team met. These two teams met. They beat the Rams twenty-seven twenty-four last game of the season where they came back, mm-hmm. and then they lost twenty to seventeen. And yeah, I think it's going to be right in around there, right twenty-four to twenty, twenty to seventeen. I think I think it's going to be that kind of game again for sure. Um, but I do hope that Kyle coming into this game, what he has on his mind is getting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. Yeah. So get Kittle the ball. Oh my God. How is George Kittle only had 17 catches or 19 catches or whatever it's been his last seven games. How is that possible? Get Kittle the ball. I understand Trent Williams isn't there. I understand you're going to need him to block at times, but you could also put the ball in his hands. Same thing with Debo. Same thing with Ayuk. Get these guys the ball. Let them win the game for you. Let them make plays. And if you're Jimmy, dude, take a couple shots, man. They're there. They're there to take. Just try. Just try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, think, and I think if they do that, I think they could get a few big plays. And here's what they're missing with Trey, and we talked about this. Trey Lance can be terrible throughout a game, and he can still hit two big throws and win you a game. Yeah. Right? He can be 11 for 25, but hit two bombs. And, hey, they won 17 to 13 because their defense is so good. Jimmy has to make plays. He has to make a few big plays. And he couldn't mm-hmm. do that last week. And I think if they can do that, mm-hmm. they'll be okay. I think that's where they can get their offense. Yeah, and that's and we had talked about it, you know, leading up to the season. It, Trey Lance didn't need to be as efficient as Jimmy Garoppolo because he has the big playability. Right. Jimmy Garoppolo can only succeed when he is efficient. And it's really hard to be efficient game over game over game because you're you're talking about a razor thin margin. Yep. And so if Jimmy Garoppolo can find it within himself, to just let loose a little bit and, and, and like you said, at least try, right. I, he threw one, he threw one pass uh, more than I think 15 yards in the air against Denver. 
And I believe that was to Danny Gray. And, and it was, he was streaking down the sideline. It was a terrible pass. It went out of bounds. It came nowhere near him. Right. But I remember I tweeted, I was like, essentially like, Hey, at least you tried. Like it, <laughs> I, I was, I was excited to see that. I was like, it didn't do anything, but I'm, I was excited to see Jimmy Garoppolo at least try. Right. How long and, was the, the Debo that he underthrew? That had to be over 15 yards, right? I guess that's true. That was the, yeah, that I think that was 20. I think Debo caught it or maybe 25. Yeah, uh, but again, under might have been a touchdown, but yeah, under exactly yeah. underthrown. If he'd have thrown it twenty-seven yards in the air, and yeah. and I think I think you know honestly, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is in his head, and I think he's been in his head for quite a while now, and it's it's to me, it's a fear of failing on those plays, or a fear of throwing interceptions on those plays, and when he plays like that, he gets nowhere. Right. When is he at his best? When he's fearless, when he's fearless throwing over the middle. Right. Let's be fearless in throwing outside the numbers. Let's be fearless in throwing down the field. Right. Look at the tape from last week. See some of those routes that were coming open. Know that they're likely going to come open again this week. Why? Because defenses are playing you very similarly to the way that Denver did. So if you know that going in, you know, if you're Kyle Shanahan, be in his ear. Hey, look for this guy on this play if they jump it, right? Just be be prepared. Be prepared for these guys to come open because in a Kyle Shanahan offense, somebody will. And then right. just get him the ball. All right, Brian, what's your score prediction this week? I'm going to stick with 20 to 17 just because, like I said, I think the first team to 20 wins. I told you I don't know how San, San Francisco gets there. So I'm going to say that part of their 20 is a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. So you're saying they're going to win 2017? 20 to 17, yep. I think they're going to win two because they have to. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's as much of a back-against-the-wall game as it can be in week four. I feel they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be like that 31-10 to 10 game. I'll say 23-17 to 17, they pull this one out. Um, and maybe it's a late touchdown or a late late score that does it, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Niners in this game because because I think it has. I think it has to go that way. So well, and, and not only that, but but Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo can not be ready or prepared to put that kind of performance on national television in back to back weeks. Yeah. They just can't. Yeah, people are too much, too prideful, too prideful to make that happen. Yeah, and I, I think I think it'll be better. I think it'll be better this week for sure. All right, we'll be back to react to all of it for sure. For Brian, this is Al. Thanks, everybody. Later.